This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Now, this is a bit of a weird episode because we're sat here. It's a Wednesday evening. Uh, this isn't like us at all. But we're here again, uh, mainly to make amends for Adam's terrible preview episode. Great recording, terrible audio. Uh, I feel so sorry for him. He definitely cried himself to sleep at night after that one. Uh, but we're here today today. Uh, We've got no game on Saturday, so why not talk about Port Vale away? I've got one guy that was here with me, two people that are mega plastics because they didn't go. And uh, yeah, we've got loads and loads of talking points. So uh, joining me today, Mr. Regular nowadays, Jamie Page. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm good. And boo to Adam um, for getting that all wrong. I thought that would be me, to be honest. Adam's normally <laughs> a reliable bloke, so. Yeah, it's the moustache. That's what it is. <laughs> Since he's grown that, everything's gone wrong, I've noticed. I've also got Vic. Uh, I enjoyed getting very cold with you watching the game yesterday, Vic. It was good. Yeah, it was a pleasure to spend the evening, Mr. Barker, and with, watching us win 1-0. Uh, yeah, like I said, <laughs> I got it right in the predictions in the last pod, yeah. so call me Mystic Vic from now on. <laughs> Mystic Vic. You're also Vic who can parallel park. Uh, you did me a huge favour when we were trying to park on the streets of Stoke. I genuinely couldn't get in. I've not parallel parked since I was about 17. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was it gave me a bit of a hand, which was both humiliating and very kind at the same time. And uh, last but certainly not least, we've got a, a debutant today. And I'm going to try so hard not to butcher a name because it's got a slight tinge of Frenchness about it. It's uh, <laughs> Gabby Loren. How are you, Gabby? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, you say it's your first time ever on a podcast, so no pressure at first all. First time, yeah. Take it easy on me, please. <laughs> <laughs> We've got intimidating characters like Jamie in here, so I can't play <laughs> Um, But Jamie, just to kick it off, I mean, there's there's a player we've got to talk about straight away. Uh, Tyrese John-Jules. His first touch since coming back from injury and he scores. I mean, when we look at the goal, Barkhazen did really well to win the ball back. Mendes Lang takes it down the line. Brilliant ball with the outside of his foot. And uh, right place, right time. A striker making a run into the six-yard box, which we never, ever see at Derby. John Jules puts it away. How happy were you to see that go in? Yeah, really happy. Apart from I thought he was offside for a moment. Just the way the camera angle was, I was sure that the the flag would go up and it would get ruled out and it would be just one of those nights. But 
yeah, like you say there, it, it kind of broke. I mean, Mendes Lang's first touch was absolutely amazing. That's a man who actually didn't have his best game last night. But when you've got that form, I think sometimes in a moment, it just seems to happen for you. And, and that definitely happened. And yeah, I mean, he's been out injured, but that's not a finish of a man who's short of confidence or short of of football. He took it first time and, it, and actually beating Ripley, who seemed to be a, a brick wall until that point. So, yeah, it was an amazing goal and the celebrations you were there um, were, were pretty special as well. You could hear them um, live on, on Rams TV. So, yeah, 1-0, we take it, we move on. Um, it's not the most glamorous of wins, but there you go. It, no one's going to look back and go, oh, what happened at Port Vale away if we do get promoted? Mm, exactly, exactly. And and Vic, I mean, one thing I didn't realise, I don't know if you did at the time, was he actually put the ball through the keeper's legs, um, which when you look at it, that's a tremendous finish. You know, when you think he's he's not kicked a ball competitively since September, he'd barely kicked a ball competitively before that in months. And he comes on, first touch, Ripley, as as Jamie said, was pretty unbeatable throughout the game. He made an amazing save from, um, I think it was Tyrese Fauna from the edge of the box. And he just looked like a goalkeeper that wouldn't be beaten. And then all of a sudden, John Jules pops up, puts it through his legs. You know the question I'm going to ask now. Uh, we've been quite critical of James Collins, and I think rightly so. He's, I know he's our top scorer, but most of them are penalties. And I think he had, he had a few chances yesterday he should have taken. Does John Jules come straight into the team? Is it a bit early for him? What do you reckon? Um, I think fitness will be an issue there. So, like, obviously we'd have to bear that in mind. But with with John Jules, he offers us something different to what we've already got at the club. So, we've got, obviously, we've got Collins. We know he's pretty predictable in the, in the way he plays. And he's never in... The, the key difference between Collins and John Jules is John Jules actually gets into the six-yard box, whereas Collins <laughs> is on left wing or right wing. And he's not where the striker should be. We we were talking about this last night. Um, so I think it's too soon to start him. However, it's good to have that option because he offers us something different. Um, and like I said, his finish yesterday it was it's natural ability, isn't it? From from John Jules, he's got that in his locker, and it's again, it's just some off something different to offer us. So long may his uh, hopefully good form continue. <laughs> You can't just keep using that. You can't. You can't use it forever. It, it's my. It's my catchphrase. I can use it all the time. I'm copywriting it now. <laughs> no, I love it. And Gabby, I mean, to sort of finish off on John Jules, it's quite funny because pretty much everything he did after the goal was hilarious. When he he slipped over in that really icy corner, it's like you're right. Like, yeah, he looked like a, a player that was rusty, but. When you look at the way he took that goal, does he strike you as a player that could get more goals in a Derby shirt? Yeah, definitely. I think he he could become such an important player for us up front. Um, like you say, Collins has had a bit of an up and down season. Same with Waghorn, like coming in and out of the team. So with Washington as well injured, having John Jules back in the side will be so important for us going forward, definitely. And if you're going to make a sub off the bench next game and you've got a choice of either John Jules or Waghorn, who are you bringing on? Oh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> I would say it depends when, because obviously John Jules needs to get back up to fitness. But I think after his instant impact, definitely John Jules, I think. Good choice. Good choice. Jamie, what do you reckon? Let's get your, your thoughts well. I was going to say, that's a very hard question to it ask is, as a debut. 
Um, I, I, I suppose it depends where we are in the game. I like Waghorn. I think he can have an impact. But yeah, I, I'm just massively behind John Jules at the moment for a, for a number of reasons. I think he's so raw. He, he looks like a real talent. He's also got my favourite ever pair of boots that have ever been created as well. So when I just thought he couldn't get more perfect, that's what he, he wears on his feet. But yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I think now we're looking at things. And I mean, you look at it last night and Joe Ward, who probably we started at the start of the season and said, that's probably our best signing. That's the one that we've all gone okay. Well, apart from Sonny Bradley, but never mind. <laughs> not again. <laughs> we can't do this again. <laughs> Adam's not here, so we can't talk about, about Sonny Bradley. Um but he didn't even get on last night. Joe Ward didn't even get off the bench, you know. So we're looking at it and we're thinking we have got players that can, providing that they all stay fit, and we've also got a couple to come back as well. We have got a bit of depth. Obviously, we know we need to go and get more. Um, but I think there there's definitely options to have off the bench. Whether John Jules has enough, like the, the guys have said, to, to start, I don't think that's probably going to be until maybe after, after Christmas. But... If he continues to have those cameo appearances off the bench and, and nicks a few goals and causes, you know, tired defenders problems, then I think he's he's definitely someone that I'd want to see stay around. Whether we can do that and get that done, who knows? Well, exactly. And and we've got a comment from DCSC Matty who says JJ needs to start over Collins. Um, I think, yeah, fitness permitted, I, I agree. But yeah, it's nice to see people agree with uh, Gabby and Jamie as well. Um, and, and Shane's actually come on and said he thought Collins had one of his better games without scoring. Um, I th- I'm not sure I agree with that, but, you know, he, he works hard, doesn't he? And we've had this conversation enough <laughs> on this podcast, I think. I can't talk about James Collins anymore. Um, but Vic, I mean, to come to you, talking about the atmosphere yesterday. Now, one of the things this season has been heavily criticised is the atmosphere, especially at Pride Park. But away from home, it's not been fantastic as well in, in certain games. I mean... There's some games I can remember. I mean, Bolton especially, the, the atmosphere was awful. Um, we barely sang all game. Yesterday, I thought was fantastic. Um, we sang pretty much from minute one to the final whistle, even when we weren't winning, even when we weren't playing too well in the first half. We backed the team all the way through. And I do think it genuinely made a difference because you could see how much it meant to the players. And at the end of the game, all the players were coming over and, and starting to bounce and celebrating. And we talked a little bit about the bond between the players and the fans after the argument between Hurrahan and some supporters might have been broken a little bit. Can you see it getting healed a bit now? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, it helps that we've won four in a row, um, but now we've actually got something to shout about on the pitch. I think the biggest criticism was that the players weren't performing on the pitch and we saw that in, t- in timeless, so many, so many different games. We saw it against Shrewsbury, we saw it against Stevenage. The boys have turned the corner. Um, some key players are hitting form. Uh, and obviously, if we can, like we said on the pod before, we can back the players. We can be almost like the 12th man um, and just maybe give them that extra 10% that they can work off and they can thrive on so we can go on and maybe go and get a winner like we did yesterday. It's nice to see that the connection between the fans and the, the players is, is restoring itself. Um, hopefully, that can continue. But... Like you said, they've given us something to shout about the last four or five games and it's nice to see. So hopefully we can continue this good form. Um, it looks like the players do care. I think the Shrewsbury defeat was one that we took really, really to heart. And we've got the reaction that we sort of wanted from it. Four wins in a row is no mean feat. So hopefully we can continue that form as well. 
and let's hope we can continue our part as fans and really back the team going forward. Mm, long may it continue, some might say. Um, with, <laughs> with Just waiting for it. <laughs> I know. I, did, I, was, I was about to. I was about to. <laughs> you got to let it out, Vic. You got to let it all out. Um, and I mean, Gabby, one player that I really, really wanted to bring up today, and, and everyone's been talking about, is Kane Wilson. Um, now, Kane Wilson is a player. We know he's got talent. We know that he's, you know, he, he was great at Forest Green a couple of years back. When he signed, I think first couple of games, people were, were a little bit apprehensive. Um, when he was playing at right back, he looked a little bit wobbly. But then in recent games, he's been unbelievable. That run he made towards the end yesterday to get us out of trouble was really, really special. Is he one of those players that Derby have got that can sort of carry us up the league? Will he be one of those players that can make a real impact throughout the season? I think so. I'm a huge fan of Kane Wilson, so I'm really glad you asked me this question. Um, I think he's I think he's brilliant. I think um, Paul Warren said it, he's like the best kid in the playground. He's such like, I love watching him play football. He's very creative. He can get, he can beat a man like, he creates those chances for us and I think it's exciting football that he plays and it's kind of the football that I like to see mm. in creating chances. So I think definitely he's one of my favourite players, so I'm really glad you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. And when he picks up the ball, it looks like no one can get it off him. And I can't remember the last time we had a player like that. I know Mendes Lang is good on the ball, but he's he's destructive in a different way, isn't he? He's pace, mm-hmm. power. Whereas Kane Wilson's technical ability, um, I almost called him the League One Messi yesterday and very glad I changed my mind because uh, I would have been absolutely rinsed if, if I'd said that. Uh, Jamie, you've unmuted and that worries me. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was just getting ready for my question, but I don't agree with that at all. But no, I'm joking. No, we, let, look, let's get carried away. Rather than being on this podcast and criticising players, criticising Warren. Let's get carried away. Why not? Four wins on the bounce. And uh, yeah, I mean, what you, what you said there, I think some players, they like Mendes Lang, for example, he'll kick the ball in front of him and then he'll run onto the ball. Whereas if you look at Wilson dribble, it, it's almost like the, the ball kind of sticks to him as he's running. Mm. Um, you know, I know he's he's not the, the tallest player. He's got quite a, a low centre of gravity. He doesn't seem to be kind of kicked off the ball or... You know, foul too much and there was that point yesterday that you you tweeted out Jake and it's just like who, who's going to stop you looked at it and thought who's who's going to stop him you know who's going to stop him mm. I, I think the problem is he stops himself when he gets up the other end and puts it wide from two yards out um <laughs> he needs to obviously work on his finishing but I think it's one of them with with Kane Wilson it's it's where do you play him where where do we feel he's going to be best because obviously we've got Niambi and if we play a four Niambi probably starts at, at right back if we go for this three-five-two, then of course he can play in that in that wide position. But then again, I've already made a, a reference tonight to, to Joe Ward. I want to see Joe Ward back in the team. Um, I think he's got a lot to offer with his with his set pieces and and with his delivery. Um, all dependent on obviously who's up front. Maybe that's someone we go out and get in January, and and actually there can be a a good connection built between Joe Ward and the striker. So. Again, going back to what I said earlier, there's lots and lots of options, um, and that's definitely what we need if we're gonna if we're gonna mount a, a bid for the top two, which we're gonna talk about now, aren't we? Surely we're gonna talk about the top two. It's in our sights. 
Yeah, I knew you were going to be delusional. I didn't realise we were going to be this delusional. This League on. One Messi, <laughs> and you're you're telling me I'm delusional. <laughs> I know I'm delusional. I can I can accept that. I can accept that. Um, we've got a couple of comments from when you've been talking, Jamie, and, and one of them's from Shane Milburn about Wilson, and he said the great thing about him is the positive way that he plays. There's no sideways and backwards. Even if it doesn't come off, it doesn't change his way of playing. He keeps going, and I completely agree with that. Um, you know, he's, he's, as he says, positive, you know, always forwards, always trying things. And that's exactly the sort of player you want. Um, and one of the players you mentioned before, Jamie, I know, obviously, we're talking about being positive. This is maybe a slight criticism is Conor Hurahan. And his role seems to be a little bit confusing. I'm not entirely sure what he's meant to be doing. I'm guessing he's meant to be that deep line playmaker, that number six that just sits in and connects the play. But Vic... We were speaking yesterday, weren't we? We want a little bit more from him. It's he seems to be playing very safe. He seems to be playing very slow, and and we know he's got the ability to do more. I mean, yeah, I mean, like we were saying yesterday, it looked like his legs had gone a bit. Um, having said that, he did put a couple of good through balls in, and think it was in the second half, maybe one in the first mm. as well. So we know the ability is still there. Whether the energy is still there is obviously in question. It, it, sometimes it does look like he's playing like a third centre-back. He drops that deep sometimes. But maybe is he compensating that so we can allow Max Bird to go forward? I'm not too sure. I mean, we know with Conor Horan, he's a match winner. So we know that he'll come out with a moment of brilliance. Yesterday, his set pieces admittedly were awful. I don't think he beat the first man in any of them. However, because <clears throat> he's got that ability, we know that he can turn the game on its head. Obviously, we'd like to see a bit more from Conor Horan being our captain as well. Um, but again, if, like I said, if, if it is that he has to sit deep and it works for the rest of the team, I don't want to change something that doesn't need to be fixed because we're four wins up, aren't we, at the minute? So, you know, uh, if this is what we need to expect of Conor Horan going forward, then maybe we'll have to let him do that if it means that the rest of the team can flourish. Yeah, exactly. And it does give Fauna and Bird a lot more freedom, doesn't it? I think Fauna, especially, he gets around all game. He never stops running. And, you know, his his movement played a big part in creating some of the chances that we made as well. He was unlucky not to score. Um, I, I still don't know how Ripley saved that. It was a, an unbelievable save. I know he got stick all game, which was quite funny. Um, and he was even one in the fans up at one point when it was uh, one of the goal kicks, which was quite entertaining. But yeah, he had a, a brilliant game. Um, and yeah, if Wildsmith departs, I know who I'd want in goal. So yeah, I mean, Gabby, we've spoken a little bit about Conor Hurahan, but um, we need to talk about Tyrese Fauna as well, because he'd been out of the team for a little while, comes on at the weekend, sets up a goal, starts as a pretty good game. Now, Corey Smith is the man whose place has obviously been taken. If you had to pick between the two of them, I keep giving you hard questions, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if you had to pick between the two of them, Corey Smith or Tyrese Forder, and why? Um, I would pick, I think Forner right now, obviously he had a few good good appearances and he's, he's created chances, but I think Smith for his experience, I would still choose him, especially when we're trying to extend the winning run, like, to stick with experience over a few good experience uh, appearances, I think I would mm. pick Smith. God, Jamie, disagree. I know I, I can see your eyes. 
Well, I, I wouldn't have any of them if we can go and get a, a different midfielder in January because I think that's that wasn't one in the position question. we need. Yeah, I know. No, it's true. <laughs> okay, I'll answer the question. No, I'd go for Fauna right now. I think Fauna has that energy that can get up. As Vic said, you know, if Hurahan's playing that deep and is that conservative, we need two players that can go and, and get involved and, and be almost kind of box to box. Um, we should be taking games to, to teams. And I think what we've seen at points this season, you, you said there about, um, actually, I think it was off air before you said it. Um, I can't remember if it was on air or, or off air, to be quite honest. But we say about our kind of first half and we're a little bit kind of tentative. It takes us a little bit of time to kind of get going. And I think that's probably a, one of the issues is that we haven't really got someone in that middle that's creative. Um, I think we'd like to think that Max Purd can do it, but he doesn't do it all the time. Can't on and his own, can he? No, he can't. You're right. Um, and if we see what we saw from Fauna yesterday and at the weekend when he set up that goal, I mean, he looked like Paul Pogba, the way that he kind of moved and got himself into a, a position to play that ball back to Mendes Lang. So, if we've got the League One Pogba, obviously the the Pogba before his uh, his recent, <laughs> you don't want the current one. <laughs> no, don't want the, don't want the current Pogba. Um, but yeah, I think it's his position to lose. I, I definitely think it is. But as we know, Paul Warren is a big Smith fan. Smith was poster boy, as I said at the start of the season with the home shirt. He's always in the adverts, and he is a good player. So. It's interesting, but I'd pick Fauna right now. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. Vic, you've got the deciding vote, mate. Um, I'd, I'd go with Fauna, uh, just purely because I think we need the legs in midfield. Until Thompson's sort of back up and running and fit. Fauna is a good replacement for that. I mean, if we put Smith back in, obviously, if he's if he hasn't got the injury, if we put Smith back in again, it just slows down that midfield, and then we literally become bystanders in that midfield. We said it yesterday with Port Vale that, that some of the success they had was trying to play through the middle, but if we've got Max Bird and Tyrese Fauna doing all the running, and we've got kind of Horan sitting deep and literally trying to spray the ball forward, that could be the midfield balance that we need for now. It's almost like a temporary fix. So I'd take Fauna at the minute um, just because it's the youth and the energy and the, the tenacity he has as well. He's, it's something a bit different to what maybe Max Bird will offer who's trying to go more for, further forward. So maybe we need a bit of that tenacity in the midfield as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely could be right. Definitely could be right. Sorry, Gabby, you've uh, <laughs> you've been outvoted. You've been outvoted. Um, Gabby, I've got, I've got a question for you um, regarding the way Derby sort of set up because we've seen it a couple of away games this season, a couple of home games too. We seem to sit in a lot in the first half, try and absorb pressure, um, just try and slow them down, silence the crowd. And 
then in the second half, we push on, we bring on attacking players, usually the likes of Kane Wilson or Tom Barkhausen, um, as we did yesterday, or come on, and we really go for it and, and we try and score, you know, late on and, and get a goal when the opposition have very little time to react to it. What do you make of that? Because we've had a, well, we've had lots of people, including us, that have sort of complained, you know, it's a little bit negative. Bristol Rovers game first half was so dull, like so dull. Um, what do you make of it? Do you think it's a, a winning formula? Should we all shut up and just see that it works? Or should we be uh, hoping for something else? I think it's sometimes stressful to watch because obviously you want something to happen and nothing's happening and then you want to score that goal so then it relieves the pressure a little bit. I think it's it makes for some exciting moments, but I do think to like make it like a sure result i think we should start attacking earlier and really creating those chances earlier to make it less stressful for all of us <laughs> no I, I know what you mean i know what you mean and yeah i guess if you were gonna tell paul warren one thing uh if you were gonna ask him one thing would it would it be go for it a little bit more in the first half yeah i think so i think so because i feel like Especially Derby fans, they like a more positive style of football rather than the negative style that we've been seeing this season. Mm. So I think we want to get back to that positive style of play, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, and Jamie, I mean, you've been quite critical, haven't you, of the way we've played. But if you look at us statistically, we're six points off the top. Right, six points, which seems bizarre. Me and Vic were talking about this yesterday, like crazy. You think of like how many games we've had, like Shrewsbury, Stevenage, and, and I mean some of the home games at the start of the season, Wigan, and we. It feels like we've not been anywhere near good enough to be near the top. Yet here we are with a couple of games in hand on Stevenage in front of us, in the top six, only a couple of points off top. Has worn sort of silently under the radar, got us into a really strong position. And has he turned it around? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, it's, I think it goes against the the league probably. I don't think the league is as strong as it, it has been previously. It's definitely not as strong as it was last year. Um, but then again, you know, if, if we'd have said when we had that episode where we're contemplating whether to, to get rid of Warren or not, that, you know, a month, two months down the line, this is where we'd be. I don't think that we'd we'd kind of you know believe each other. The football hasn't been amazing, like like Gabby said. There, it's not always been positive, and like you said, we tend to take a while to kind of get going. But we've got results. Um, I think the foundation comes from having a really solid defence. I think three of the you actually probably you can say the back four because I'm, I'm going to give Fozzie some credit. But um, those players, including the goalkeeper they're all starting to know what each other are capable of doing. They're solid. And that's the foundation that we've been able to build from. Um, and I think if we are able to get going in games a little bit more and and kind of compete with the teams around us, I think that's the next important thing. I think we've got some games coming up against those around us. So if we can get results against the teams like Oxford, um, yeah, I think, I think the sky's the limit. I mean, I, I tweeted out, this was when we had the first, well, 
the first kind of blip and I put out that I believe that will be second by Christmas. Mm. And then we went on that run and I thought, oh no, in like, <laughs> I just know on Christmas day, I'm just gonna get loads of notifications going, from you're me. an idiot. Yeah, from you <laughs> and, and from Vic and from Adam and maybe from Gabby now that I've told, I've told her about it. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think we. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. But like you say, it it just doesn't feel like we've really got going. You don't look at it and think, "Oh my god, this team is amazing." But there is potential there, and that's when you look at things and go, "Okay, we're on a run of four, and we haven't played well." Imagine if we really kick on, then this four could turn into eight, could turn into ten, could turn into fifteen, and suddenly, 30. you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a promotion party. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the way it's going. I don't really care as long as we win games. Um, but I do feel that we need to see a little bit more, a little bit earlier um, from, from Paul Warren and co. Yeah, I think it's a, a symptom of the way we play, isn't it? The fact that fans get frustrated because if we do win, it's great, as we saw yesterday. Um, but if we lose, it's awful. And it's like, what a waste of my time. So, yeah, I completely understand that. But you mentioned the back four there. And Vic, when you look at our back four, Ryan Nayambi, Curtis Nelson, Erin Cashin, Craig Forsyth, that is the most solid back line I can think of. You know, there's no defence in this league that's better than that. I don't care what stats say. I know we're right up there anyway, but that defence is unbelievable you know two center backs that are both great on the ball both great in the air great on the ground I mean they were up against Dick Pezu yesterday who's about 40 stone and all that happened was was cashing got rolled once and he still got the blocking you know he was up against the striker that was about three times higher and three times wider than him and he still marshaled him all game and Curtis Nelson's been a rock Craig Versailles just getting better and better and Ryan Nyambi, he's the weirdest footballer I've ever seen, but he's so good defensively. You know what I mean? So uh, when you've got a defence like that, people always say, I think Sir Alex Ferguson, wasn't it, who said attack wins your games, defence wins your titles. Is it a defence that can win as, well, top two? It's not as exciting, but that? Yeah, I mean, like Jamie said, it's it, we've got the solid foundation of knowing that that back five, including the keeper, are all solid and all sort of intertwined and know how each of the play. I mean, we've got the perfect blend in that defence. If you look at, like, Nyambe and Cashin, for example, then they're, like, peak age to young age. Then you've got the experience of Nelson and Fozzie. It's a perfect blend there. They all know how to play well. Um, Nelson, if anything, has probably been the surprise package of the season because we didn't think he'd be as good as he has been. Probably been our best signing of the season so far. Uh, and he's just a calming presence at the back, and sometimes he does those Kiosk runs, which is nice to see because I haven't seen that for a while. Um, but the the defense has got a good balance; they've got a good understanding between them, and it's nice. To, they know that they've got a solid keeper behind them as well. So that back five is probably too good for League One, I'd say, judged on current form. I mean, wow. I, I reckon that's an easy, easily that could be a Championship defense easily. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said. We could we that that foundation could help us push up the table, if we can sort out the other end and start scoring more goals. There's no telling where this team could end up come end of the season. Well, let's hope we're still this optimistic in a few months' time. Um, and we've got a couple of comments. Sir, uh, Matty's asked Jamie if he'd stick with his prediction. Do you reckon? Second well, place. Now, yeah, now I am. Yeah. <laughs> if you asked me about a month ago, I'd say twelfth. But no, I'm I'm, back, <laughs> I'm back in it. I'm back at it's it. And tough. if I if I'm wrong, I want to be wrong because we're top. 
<laughs> I like it. I like it. And and Shane Milburn's coming with another good comment saying uh, it's mind blowing that a win at Orient takes us within three points of Bolton until the Monday when they play. And Peterborough also play Oxford on the ninth as well. So all the teams around us are playing each other, which is uh, really good news. So, yeah, if we can pick up a, a win at Orient away, that would be a, a special one. Um, and, and Gabby, I just want to ask you about Nathaniel Mendes Lang because we talked about him a lot of the weekend. We talked about him a lot a week ago. It's because he keeps doing things. Um, and it was his magic that set up the goal yesterday. The outside foot pass, um, I mean, he's clearly very happy about it because when I commented that on his Instagram, he replied and I felt very special for about five minutes. Um, it, it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and he's always a player that creates something. He possibly should have scored from the edge of the box and he scuffed it a little bit. But he sets up the goal. He's got another assist. That's what, six goal involvements in six games. He's a player that's really in form at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, he is so important to this team. Like, every match you expect him to start, he is he's unstoppable, it seems. Like, he's so strong, but then he's also fast. And it's just, I feel like he's in the form of his life at the moment as well. So, for us to have that in our team, I'm very grateful for because um, he's just creating so much, so much for us and he's such a big game player. And I just feel like he's so important for our team, definitely. And when when you look at Mendes Lang, I mean, as good as he's been, on the other side is where the questions are. You know, you've got Tom Barquez and you've got Kane Wilson, you've got potentially Joe Ward, you've got Louis Sibley. Um, that's been the big question, isn't it? Who starts with Mendes Lang? Mendes Lang, as you say, is always a shoe in who should the other one be? I think Kane Wilson as well, like with him, mm. I think they can create a lot together. I think Sibley is good on his day. I think when he's having a good day, he he is amazing for us. But I don't think he's that consistent yet. Mm. So it's I think been I would... three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But I think him, I think at the moment, Mendes Lang and Kane Wilson are the most important players for us up front, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think we all agree with that one. I think we, we were chatting about that yesterday, weren't we, Vic? Um, Kane Wilson's slowly getting his way in, which is weird when we signed him as a right back and now all of a sudden he's our right winger or left winger um, ahead of players like Tom Barkays and is, uh, is quite entertaining. Um, and I guess just to finish us off, because we've got no games to talk about uh, at the weekend where we usually do. I just want to ask you, Jamie, and I'll go around to everyone and I just want a yes or no answer. Uh, the age old Paul Warren question. I'm not going to ask Warren in or Warren out. But do you think Warren's managed to turn this team into his team? Yes. But I'm only I'm only. I'm only yes, probably after, uh, ironically, after yesterday, because I think them full-time scenes, anyone, that, I, I think the club actually put out um, some video footage of the full-time scenes, but I felt that all of them players were playing for the manager, they're playing for the team, they're playing for each other. You know, they're all obviously absolutely, you know, over the moon that, that John Jules got the goal. And the, the scenes were, were absolutely amazing. And I don't think you can really fake that. Yeah. Um, they're not actors at the end of the day. They're they're professional footballers. Um, I, I think he's, he's turned the corner. But 
with that in mind, I think we've still got to be, keep those levels up. I think we've still got to stay within the playoff places because I think if we fall out, then that's when the negativity comes from the fans. That's when you know the players feel that. That's when the staff feel that. So I'm hoping that whatever happens, we can stay within the playoff places in the worst case scenario at the end of the year, we're in the playoffs. I thought we were top two. That's worst case scenario. I'm, no. <laughs> you always, I, I always text Jake, and he always says to me, "You're always glass half, uh, half empty. You need to start being <laughs> half full." So I'm trying to take a leaf out of your book, mate, and you're nah, just striking it. me down. <laughs> you know, I'm only joking, uh, Vic. Vic, what do you reckon, mate? I'd say yes, um, purely because I think we weren't that far off even when we were losing games. I think we were playing the way he wanted us to play. Just we weren't getting the rub of the green. I think a lot of luck and a lot of decisions went against our way. He's turning the corner. Uh, This looks more like his team. The only thing I just want to question is the consistency. Can we keep this consistently good? Can we build these runs? Can we Even if we lose a game next week, for example, can we go on another run where we win four or five on the bounce? That's the only thing that just worries me at the minute, just the consistency of it all. But um, I think he's turning the corner and fair play to him. He's, he's silencing some of the critics as well. Like we said at the end of the day, it's a results business. I couldn't care less if we played rubbish for 89 minutes. If we go and get a 90th minute winner and we get three points, that's all that matters to me. And let's get out of this league as soon as possible. Well, exactly. And Jamie referenced the uh, should we get rid of Paul Warren episode that we did a couple of months ago. And thankfully, he makes us look silly. And we were asking for it, weren't we? We were hoping and praying that he'd prove us wrong. And at the minute, he is, which is great. Gabby, what about you? What do you reckon? I think yes, as well. I think the consistency that we're starting to see, it's taken a while, but I think we're starting to see it. It happened last season as well, but it's happened a little later on in the season this time. But I think what happens in January in terms of are we going to be seeing the same team as we are now after the January transfer window will be very interesting to see if he can turn the corner fully because yeah. the whole team could change in January. Well, exactly. Yeah, cashing goes and we bring in the next Springer. I think, uh, yeah, I think things would go very, very wrong. Um <laughs> Jamie, go on, just say say what you want to say, mate. You don't need to put it in the chat. Yeah, I was just going to add, get it right in January. Um, I think we obviously need to go and, and get some reinforcements. We don't yet know if we're going to lose some players. And I think actually everyone thinks, oh, we might lose cash and we might lose Bird. But what happens if a championship club looks at Mendes Lang, who's free scoring and goes, hold on, he can get us out of trouble. Or someone goes, Wildsmith's absolutely amazing, which he is. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he come and play Championship football? So you never really know what clubs are looking at players, and we've said there that we've got a Championship level defence. Vic said it. There's going to be clubs that are looking at, at not just Cashin and Bird. So we need the to Ambi. be careful of that. The Ambi, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Warren seems fairly confident, doesn't he, that he can make him stay around, and I'm hopeful. Um, but I think with that, even if Niambi did go, I think we've got cover within the team. And actually, I think we can cover that quite quite easily. But covering for a Max Bird or a Cashin or a Wildsmith or a James Collins, you know, it's... That's uh, the hard one. It's the hard one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree. And yeah, um, we, we swore we wouldn't talk about Collins today. This is a, a James Collins loving podcast currently. Um 
I might be lying. But right, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Um, really, really appreciate you you giving up your time to listen to us waffle for a little bit. Once again, apologies for the audio issues the other day. It was the most depressing moment of my life when I pressed play and heard what it sounded like. Um, so yeah, uh, Adam's been beaten to death. Uh, you won't see him again for a while, but when he's back out, um, the audio will be much better. Uh, if you did enjoy, please do give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Pods. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, only if you enjoyed it. If you didn't, please don't rate us. Um, on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. If we get to a thousand by the end of the year, that'll be absolutely class. Um, you know, we do this every week. You can get your comments in. We had a few today. Usually we get more on a Sunday. Um, so get your comments in. Let us know what you think and the good ones we always shout out and, and use it as a discussion point. So that's always fun. Um, and yeah, if you want to cash us on anything, you know, Rams Talk Podcast, Rams Talk Pod, you know where we are by now. I say this every single episode. So if you don't know by now, then uh, I, I can only apologize for not putting it across clearly enough. But right, um, Gabby, you won't have done this before because uh, it's your first time on. But we do this really cringy thing when we end where everyone says goodbye from me and we do it in order. So it'll be myself, Jamie, Vic and then you. Um, so, oh, it's great when you explain it, isn't it? Um, so, thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thank you very much, everyone. See you at the end of the week. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.